Hi, I'm Alex Trump, and this is Focus on Health, a podcast dedicated to discussing and bringing to light topics surrounding health, wellness, and workplace culture in the food and beverage industry. Through these conversations, I hope to explore the unique challenges that hospitality workers face, from workplace relationships and work-life balance to guest interactions and everything in between. This week, my guest is Alba Huerta, a Texas native and owner of the Houston cocktail bar, Julep. Alba is a Dame Hall of Fame inductee, has been recognized by countless publications as one of the top bartenders in the United States, and more recently serves on the Grants Committee for the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, we're all doing the best that we can, right? Like, what can you do? I mean, none of us ever could have guessed that a year later, I'd be sitting here in my underwear recording a podcast with you. <laughs> via zoom <laughs> exactly um, but, talking about yeah. what just happened because we don't right. really know yet yeah yeah it's, I mean it's crazy I mean like you know my my boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half and the majority of that has been during coronavirus times like that's literally mind-boggling for me to think about like we've oh, never man. gone on like we've only been on like one like a vacation you know, like with like all these things that you think about with like relationships, you know, and like how they, <clears throat> I don't know, like how they like materialize, yeah, materialize they, and like kind of these milestones that you normally like, you know, hit in relationships and they're just like so different. <laughs> like we were just looking for toilet paper a year ago. <laughs> we were trying to run out of toilet paper <laughs> together. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> super romantic um, god yeah who would have thought um you know I let's uh let's get started and this is just going to be a little different of a podcast but I think it's so appropriate for the woman you are so for everyone listening I'm Alex Jump this is Focus on Health we're kicking things off in a little different way than we normally do um and I'm joined by incredible woman and uh, industry legend, mentor to many women, um, role model for so many women, Alba Huerta. Hi, Alba. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. And I've been really looking forward to our chat. Um, as I said, before we started recording, I get so nervous. Every time I record a podcast, I was talking to uh, Joshua Gandhi, who is um, uh, one of the other podcast hosts for Focus on Health, his podcast called No Proof. And he and I were both saying that we get so nervous. And I like literally try to talk myself out of doing podcasts every time. And I don't know if it's like the homework effect or something where you like, just don't want to sit down and like do it. But then once you do it, it's just like working out, you know, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. But literally I'm sitting here, my palms are like sweaty and clammy. I'm so oh. nervous for no reason. Um, but I think there are a couple of reasons, mostly that you are, you know, such a, an inspiring woman. And um, I've looked up to you for so many years now, and um, I'm sure that everyone else listening has as well, but I would love it if you would um, tell people a little bit about who you are and where you are and, and what makes you so amazing. Well, that's really, really sweet. And it's really nice to hear, especially, um, you know, we were just having this precursor conversation to our podcast of like, what's happening? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> doing the best that I can today. Um, but my name is Alba Huerta. I live in Houston, Texas. I've been in the industry 
for about uh, 22 years and um, I own a bar called Julep and uh, that's been, um, we've been closed for a little bit of, uh, of maybe five months or so. Um, while we are just getting out of this weird, uh, crazy year. Um, and I do, you know, I try to, uh, spend time with the community and, um, stay connected and work on, um, different projects like the, uh, grants committee for tales of the cocktail. Um, I'm now on the advisory board for what used to be nightclub and bar. It's now called restaurant and bar. Which mm-hmm. is really uh, nice that they've taken a turn for to to change some things, um, and I do work nationally with uh, like No Kid Hungry, and most recently um, have been uh, I started the Beverage Academy with William Sonoma, which has been really nice and been really grateful to have work uh, throughout mm-hmm. this entire crazy year. But, you know, I think uh, it's always weird to introduce myself to these things because I'm like, hi, I'm just surviving. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's totally. Like, it's like, uh, let me give you my resume. I don't know. I don't, I haven't, like, I don't know. I haven't used a resume in ages. I've worked for myself. When you work for yourself, it is every day you don't have you don't have a day off and you don't know how to you don't know how to say that sexy you know you're yeah like, yeah you're like I'm so exhausted and you can <laughs> see it on my face and, um, <laughs> you know my hair is up and I feel like you were like when we got on you're like I literally just got off the bike because you're just like trying to squeeze in life like wherever you can yeah um, yeah I totally and- get it and so when somebody says something nice about you, you're like, oh, it's nice that somebody said something nice about me. Um, <laughs> it's just so sweet to hear, you know, but I think, you know, we've had a lot of conversations here in the past, in the past couple of months about health and what I love about focus on health is that um, it really is kind of a, you know, a, a time to sit down and say, hey, you know, let's evaluate your decisions. Let's evaluate yourself as, uh, as a person. And um, it's kind of making yourself count. And that's not something that people who are constantly trying to, you know, try, constantly hustling and constantly overachieving are good at because mm-hmm. the we'll do that at the expense of ourselves every single time. And, but this year kind of changed a lot of how I felt about that. I mean, and I kind of was already on a path to, to reconstruct and reconsider um, what I felt was valuable, but this year was definitely like a, a, a complete stop of reassessing. And I think it was great for me. I actually love what I love. I love everything that came out of it. Yay. Um, You know, you said that you were actually already kind of on this path, like a little bit before um, the great pause, as uh, Christina Magro from uh, Chicago has referred to the last year. Um, She's great. She's she's so great. She's so great. Uh, And I like, I just can't call it anything else than the great pause now. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there something that happened that made you uh, like reevaluate the the way that you were going about your your life that made you feel like you needed to reconsider? 
Yeah, I mean, I think in the last couple of years, you just get older. And um, not, I don't know, and I think that's awesome. Like, I'm not someone who's afraid to get older or age or evolve or any of those things. I love that. I love change. I always embrace it. Like, I, um, I think about it all the time. I think about how to make improvements for myself. And so it was already happening um, probably in the last, you know, it just started something as simple as like changing my diet. So I changed my diet and I'm like, hey, this feels great. <laughs> like, why have I not done this before? Um, and, and then it was like, okay, so now I take my, I take my health a little bit more seriously. Um, I take my relationships with people definitely a lot more seriously. Um, and then just seeing everyone we've like, as a community focus on these same exact things where we've maybe as of, I don't know if, if we've ever done some kind of study on, on ourselves as a group, um, but maybe that's something to talk to Laura Green about. Like, we all started kind of having the same conversation about uh, taking better care of ourselves. So in that process, uh, there's this, you know, there's the, our industry got decimated. And when that happened, um, you know, a year ago, everyone reacted differently we all reacted differently. And personally, the first thing I did was like, okay, these are the things that I can do. And these are the things that I can't do. And, um, and then just really continued the path of working through the things that I could do, instead of trying to fight the things that I couldn't do. Mm. And that really kept my mind very clear. It kept my energy high where um you know all year long people are like how are you and I'm like well that's a weird question because I'm personally okay I feel great I mean uh, the constant shuffle of uh, being a bar owner in Texas was very stressful because you were open you were closed you became a restaurant and then you weren't really a restaurant they closed you again I mean it was just um a complete uh, circus and so working through that I think uh it was always difficult to say well I'm great but I was you know I was I was feeling really good um because again I was working in the capacity of things that I could do and then just forfeited the things that I couldn't and I was like you know what this is a good opportunity to like just put down the things that I can't do and and accept and accept it where in years past um, that fight was always something that I feel we all have a lot of pride in, mm. you know, like we're, we're going to overcome, but it was a very different game in this situation. If I can even call it that it was a very, the rules were very different. So in just that acknowledgement, uh, came very creative ideas that were better for, for options for my business, for myself, for, um, for my employees. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on doing things that are different because everything's different. So why not just embrace the difference?
Looking to reclaim some of the restorative time that you lost during the past few months? Be sure to check out the pre-shift meditation series brought to you by Beam Centauri's Bourbon Time. It takes place on the last Monday of every month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, now through September. Sure. Yeah, rather rather than trying to lean into something that didn't really fit what you what you needed or, you know, because that seemed like your only option, you took a moment and uh, and thought outside the box. It, so for anybody that's not up to speed, <clears throat> on March 1st, we had a panel, we kicked off Women's History Month with a, a panel on women in ownership. And for all of the month of March, my podcast guests are the women that were panelists. So Alba was a panelist. And you said something like maybe in the middle or the end of the panel that's really stuck with me. And it was like, you were like, I just said, fuck it. Like, fuck, <laughs> fuck this. Uh, what do you, and then you said, you said, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, like what, like if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, like, what are you going to do about it? Like, who cares? Fuck it. Um, so it's like, you know, just like making the decision that you know is right for yourself or for your business, whatever the situation is, you know, like, and I don't know, just like, I appreciate people that have that attitude, but it's also like, I recognize a really scary attitude to have, especially in this year when you feel like you're literally like clamoring for like any business or like any money that can come through the door to just like take the attitude of like, no, I'm not going to just say yes to everything. I'm not going to just do everything because it's like the thing we're allowed to do. Um, I really appreciate that. I think that, you know, I would imagine that you probably look back and, and feel like you, for the most part, made the right decisions. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, so I think in the context of it, we were talking about fear, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it was like, sometimes it's scary to do this. And I was like, and I think it, it was just like a moment where I was like, well, afraid of what? Like, there's nothing to right. be afraid of anymore. Like all the things that we were afraid of happened like they happened you know and then it's like I'm still okay like I'm still here I'm still a person I'm still breathing air like fuck it like so it didn't it just wasn't as scary anymore to make these decisions which was really empowering um because all the things that you are afraid of when they happen and then you're like oh that wasn't so bad you know like when when you're little and you're trying to learn to play a sport or and then you get hit by the ball and like that's like your biggest fear where you're gonna get hit by the ball you get hit by the ball and you're like you know what it wasn't that bad Um, I was definitely always the kid getting hit by the ball (laughs) yeah and it's like this that's what that's like the your biggest fear in sports right right um and so that happened in, in the context of, of the restaurant industry. And I just kind of was like, you know what, this is, this is not, this is exhausting. This other way is exhausting. This fighting, this fighting to, to stay open when legally we're not supposed to be. Right. Um, we're in a, in the con, in this frame of like, 25% that doesn't make any sense to us, but there's this opportunity to do this other thing. And it's a bigger chance of, of just opening up a completely different um, revenue stream. Um, it, it just seemed like the, the right choice, even though um, 
you know, it was never something that I would have considered before. So, so that's what I meant by that, where I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, and now it's great that, 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 that you've gone through that, you've experienced that. So like those of us who are coming out of, uh, out of this pandemic and, and are are still business owners, um, you know, we have that experience of like, fuck it, like what's going to happen? Another pandemic, like, okay, we're ready for it. You know, that extra fold of, of being prepared, of knowing how to, how to, how to survive. And that's just the way that, that, uh, it worked out for me. I'm sure it worked out differently for so many other people. Um, and I think that's valuable for them, you know, for their own personal experiences of, of how they tackle things. And there's a lot of learning there. There's a lot of, but there's also a lot of empowerment. Um, and, and that's where I felt really comfortable uh, throughout this whole pandemic in the empowerment um, space, because I mean, even the biggest fear of like closing your business, like we, we faced that so many times and we were like, oh, well, we might have to close. And it's like, well, you know what? Then we close. Right. And end of story, end of fear. Um, and that that's so valuable for anyone in this industry or myself, um, because you just don't like that. That fear itself can hold you back and sometimes put you in really uncomfortable positions that you wouldn't normally be in. Um, right. But it's been otherwise, you know, luckily taking a chance and doing, um, and I heard something, gosh, I wish I could remember where I heard this from, but it was like, you know, in your heart, what's right, you know, in your gut, what's right. Um, And you just have to take that chance. And so doing that was so valuable and so, and so pivotal in, in just making a better, stronger human, um, and, it, and like anyone who's a business owner right now who's coming out of this pandemic, we're hungry. Like, and I mean that in the metaphorical sense, like we are hungry. Like we've been, we've been, you know, we're creative creatures that for the last year we've kind of been put in these really difficult positions. And like, I can't wait to see what people are going to do after this. Like those, those people that are creative, those creative energies, those lessons that we learned. And I think that the next year will be some of our best times, some of our best years, some of our best ideas, um, because you don't go through this without learning something, you know, you, this is valuable in other ways. It's horrible in so many other ways. Sure. Like, but Again, this next year will be a year that I think everyone has a much stronger head on their shoulders and a much stronger conviction, which, um, which I don't know, you know, exactly how it's going to play out for me, but I think that the value of my decisions are, are, I weigh the weight of my decisions are much more, are much more stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, as a business owner, like being able to look at your staff now, you know, and just have a clear picture of, you know, like what you want for your business, for them, you know, like what truly is possible when it comes to making changes, Um, you know, being able to go through the darkness, like I feel like you're able to find the light in such a 
more clear way afterwards. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so when we did our uh, Williams-Sonoma cocktail class, you shared with, um, with LP and I that you were coming up on a year of sobriety. Um, yeah, it's a, which is incredible. <laughs> um, what a year! <laughs> what a year to go through um, completely sober. That's really remarkable. Um, what? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I literally, I'm like, I'm truly like blown away. That's just really incredible. <laughs> um, is there something that led you to make that choice? I mean, you, I know you already said like you kind of changed your diet, you were, uh, you know, kind of focusing more on like, on living a healthier lifestyle. Um, is there anything else that kind of led you to that place? Yeah, I mean, so it's a, it's a, um, how do I say this? It's an interesting perspective. So when I, so I, I don't know how to say it in terms of like, I'm still learning what it means. Um, you know, the term sobriety, because I'm like, okay, yeah, technically, yes, I have been sober for a year. But, but my intention was always about, there's a few things that happened that I thought were, were really um, important when I made this decision. Mm-hmm. Like, one, I, I have a good relationship with alcohol. So I didn't want I don't, you know, it was never, it never came from that place of not having a good relationship with alcohol. I actually have a really healthy relationship with alcohol, which is how this happened. Um, also, I haven't actually talked to anyone about this, um, like publicly, because I feel like, you know, I'm still, uh, I want to get to my, to the whole, to the, to the year. Um, but I'm happy to talk with you about it, because I think it's cool that, you know, that I'm like, okay, well, that I'm almost done. Um, mm-hmm. but so, yeah, I, it didn't come from this place of, of, of being unhappy with, with drinking or, or anything like that. What it, what I realized was that I'm a social drinker and I don't drink at home. So there's a few things that happen and this is the entrepreneurial mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you see an opportunity, you take it, right. When you see an yeah. opportunity that's yours, you jump on it. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what that's what happened with me where I was like, oh, we're in a pandemic. I can't socialize. I'm not supposed to socialize. I'm not supposed to hang out with anyone. I'm supposed to be by myself. It's like, I don't drink at home by myself, which is a very healthy habit that I've always, that I've always had. Um, so I don't even, I don't, I mean, I, I might have like a bottle of wine somewhere. Um, so it'd be really difficult to find alcohol in my home. So I was like, you know what? maybe I just don't drink. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I guess if you're thinking about a year ago, you probably didn't, you were like, well, you know, for however long this pandemic goes on and here we are a year later, like (laughs) still here. I was like, you know what? It's fine. But, but I realized that my, my drinking was social. And so again, we, we stopped socializing. So, um, or we're supposed to, and and I did. And so going into quarantine, I was like, yeah, you know, like I'd rather get a bunch of ice cream or you know, <laughs> something that I really enjoy. Um, and and it, it just didn't cross my mind twice to, to that, that, that one, I was gonna be this long, but also, but 
it, it kind of happened in March. And then I never thought about it again until like the middle of August or so when we were like reopening or we were in some other phase of, in Texas, which has been like such a roller coaster. Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute, I haven't drank in, I don't know, like five or six months. It's like, oh, cool. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a whole year. And I, that's the point where I decided I was going to do the whole year. Um, and I'm approaching on a year now. I'm like, you know, I really enjoyed the benefits of, of, of putting down alcohol for a year, but it hasn't been about alcohol. Like the, it, it's never, it was never about alcohol. It was about my, it was about taking a break, which I saw the opportunity for myself. And I was like, I'm doing that. Um, and it was about just taking a break. And it was, you know, when I, when I had these discussions with friends, cause my friends are very concerned about when I'm going to have another drink. Um, <laughs> they're like, so is it here yet? It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not sure. Um, but it's not about, it's not about the drinking. It's about just have like taking a little break. I'm 40 years old. Like, not that that had anything to do with it. Cause if I would been 50 years old and there was a pandemic, I would have taken the break then. If I'd been 30 years old and there was a pandemic, I would have taken the break then. But I just saw an opportunity that was so easy for me. And I was like, that's mine. I'm doing that. And I think that's the value. That's um, that's the the lesson learned here, right? Where I'm like, oof, that's mine. Um, and and so yeah, it's actually, um, you know, at the end of this month, though, on the thirty first is when I will have been a whole year without alcohol. It's really difficult for me to say sober because I know all the all the all the connotations, all the feelings that come with the word sobriety and sober. And I was like, you know, it was more about being alcohol free for a whole year. Um, and so I really enjoyed our seed lip class for that reason. Cause I was like, Hey, I can drink seed lip. This is alcohol free. <laughs> just like me. Um, <laughs> and then it was, it, then the last six months was really when I started to feel the you know when when uh, people talk about well I stopped drinking and then I felt like clarity and all the, and like I felt that in the last six months I didn't necessarily feel it in the beginning because I think at some point I was like hey wait a minute when's the last time I had a drink and that's when I realized it'd been like six months because we were in Groundhog Day Groundhog's Day of um, of the pandemic and I mean we still are but but there was like a, a, a breaking point where I was like hey what's going, what's the last time I had a drink? Um, but it, yeah, I mean, very, uh, it's been, it's just a really healthy relationship with alcohol. And now it's just a really healthy relationship with myself of, of like, of, I will drink again. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I will socialize again. I will, you know, I will go, I will go out with my friends again. Um, and that, you know, that's, uh, that part of imbibing I enjoy it um but again it was an opportunity that was mine and I just took it and um it's been really cool um there's there's all kinds of little benefits I actually I did journal my whole process of the last you know the last eight months or so mm-hmm. um because I think like there was um there's some really valuable 
information for myself there. Um, But it's been, it's been really, it's been really nice to, to, to just have that. And um, because, yeah, I don't, I don't know, it was just an opportunity that found itself, fell right into my lap. And, uh, and the benefits of it have been incredible. Like, I don't have any like little weird pains anymore. I can't imagine what a hangover feels like right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'll feel something in the future, but, but, but yeah, it was just that, that, you know, that, um, that use of my time in that year was, was just about feeling healthy. Cause I didn't, I could see the the negative effects that alcohol would have had on me during these times because I don't like to drink when I'm stressed I'm actually the opposite like if you like if I had a stressful day I don't get home and have a drink like I don't I don't I don't do that but uh but I but it but I think it's like if somebody does that and that makes you feel better you know like that's that's all you but because that wasn't something that I did and and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is not the time to start new habits. <laughs> this right. is the time to like put some of them down and really focus on self-preservation. Um, and it's been great. The, the you know, we could, I, the, I have a, a million things that I could tell you about the benefits of it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I do miss my friends. I do miss I miss dinners. I miss, uh, you know, restaurants. I miss bars. And when they closed down bars in Texas, I was like, hey, you know what? I guess I'm not drinking. So um, they've recently reopened them. Um, but I'm almost at the finish line of at least saying that I completed a whole year of, of, uh, of making my mind up about something, seeing an opportunity that was mine, and then having a really... Um, having the the benefits, the health benefits from it. That's really Um, incredible. That's so inspiring. I mean, I relate to that in so many ways, being a person who often sees something that they want and goes and, you know, achieves it. um, I feel like just listening to you talk about it. I'm like, I could do that. Like I can do it. Um, And that's not something I'd ever really thought about doing before. So just even hearing you talk about it, like makes me feel like I can, I can accomplish anything. (laughs) in a way. Yeah, there's something to that too. Yeah, there's definitely that that feeling of being empowered of like, hey, I can go a whole year without drinking. <laughs> what right. else can I do? Right. Yeah. What else can I commit make a commitment to and um I don't know, it's been great. Um I don't know when I'll I don't know when I'll have another drink again, but um but I'm sure that as as we open things back up, and I have a number of people waiting to hear when that is, mm-hmm. um, I I'll definitely uh, you know feel really good about what I accomplished, and and then feel really good about having uh, those those times again with my with my friends and my family, and and just creating like a much more I guess the conversation of. Uh, of health is there, you know, but the, but it, but it wasn't really that alcohol was making me unhealthy. It was that so many other things were trying to make me unhealthy. 
And I could see how alcohol could be the conduit to very negative effects. Yeah, certainly. So the, the last topic I wanted to bring up on the, on this podcast, and we've kind of like danced around it a handful of times is like this, this idea of work-life balance and the way that you like paint this picture, um, in this, our conversation, you know, it has been really about like you taking a look at what you need, um, as a person, not as a, you know, not even as a bar owner, but just as, as Alba, like, what do you need? And, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you took this past year to really answer that question. Um, and I, you know, I'd love for you to share any insight that you have on maybe when things get back to normal, like how will you to continue to, you know, uh, make decisions for what you need first and then for business and for others second and so on. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough thing for anybody in the hospitality industry. I think we've been conditioned for so long. Um, I've been a part of that too both on, uh, you know, as a, as an employee, as a manager, as an owner of thinking that this self-sacrifice is like, um, deserves a medal of honor of some sort. Yeah. And, and not to say that it doesn't, but because that is your hard work and labor, but it's a really good time to reconsider and evaluate those things. Right. It's um, when, for example, when I am a workaholic, so, um, but I am, a, I guess, a workaholic in, uh, in, <laughs> in, um, how would you say, in some kind of um, a, trying to take a step back from it um, a little bit to, to become a healthier person. Um, and, and I think that when you are a workaholic, when you're always um, trying to do the best you can and always trying to work, you know, yourself more than anyone else to the bone, that you're still a person and you're still uh, someone that, that counts in the equation of, of stability. And, and also when this pandemic happened, and I was thinking about this for, for a few years in advance, but not really had the opportunity to like face it the way I did in the pandemic. And if like, for example, that thing that you do all the time gets taken away, all of a sudden you're like, Hey, (laughs) I don't know what to do right now. Um, so that, uh, you know, so then I then started working out and I was like, okay, what am I doing? Am I replacing one thing for the other? Um, and then finding the balance there was really interesting because uh, I, I kind of was, you know, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just, now I lift weights. <laughs> no, you're just a crazy person and you need to just have, you know, a real uh, face, like just looking in the mirror, facing yourself in the mirror and thinking, is that the right thing to do? Um, I went back to school and then I started taking like, I mean, it was an absurd amount of hours. Like I think, um, a total by the end of the summer, I would have taken like 78 hours or something like that. So like two years, two years. I mean, it's a little much, it's a little much though. Right. Like that's not a healthy number. Um, but it was, uh, it was that feeling of time and that feeling of 
filling filling in the space of 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 the fact that you were just so used to working in one in one gear. So needless to say, I've become better at at those things um, slowly but surely. Um, and then just being really present for a lot of things where before I don't know that I was because I was always on my way to do a million other things. Um, and just enjoying those things more as even if it's a, a simple conversation or, you know, uh, like I've had so many Zoom calls with friends and just catching up and just being more present for them and being more um, aware of, of what, you know, of that time of that sharing of time has been really, has been really important. Um, and, you know, that as we are going back to, I guess we can say some kind of normalcy or coming out of this pandemic, I, I still have not um, been able to exactly see what normalcy is or, or, or um, have like a foreshadowing of what normalcy is, but whatever, you know, whatever comes after this, um, keeping that in mind too is so important. Like you and I had this discussion about how late how late can we work? I'm like, right. I don't know, like 10, <laughs> I don't know, like 10 PM. Um, but that, like, that's real, you know, those things are real. Like how, how we, how we shift our gears from, from this to that will be really interesting. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, working at home has been interesting. It's like all of a sudden I like don't have the energy to work, uh, you know, past 7 PM, um, so, yeah, like really learning how to have boundaries and, you know, I think uh, from every perspective, right. Like as an owner, like learning what's, you know, what's reasonable to ask of employees and as an employee, like learning that it's okay to say what you need and not be afraid that someone will judge you or, you know, that you're, you'll get fired or whatever it may be, um. Yeah, yeah. interesting I mean, time to see how we go back to life. That and the awareness of everyone being, uh, you know, like everyone is. We did this all as a as a everyone on planet Earth did went through the same mm -hmm. thing, going through the same thing. Um, so there's a lot of uh, of feelings there of being considerate and being again, more mindful of, of decisions and how these things matter. And, and like, I'm a family, I'm a, like, I would not survive without my family. And like, I need time for my family just to feel like a human being. Um, mm -hmm. And, and the idea of going back and traveling as much as like not is kind of weighing on me heavily. Um, I mentioned this on our, on our uh, on our uh, seminar that I was like, you know, I had to get on a plane the other day and I almost had a conniption fit. Like, I don't know what, mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, I don't know how I'm going to do this again. But, um, but all those feelings are real, you know, and they're all valid. And of course they, everything will be, um, you know, will be more, more uh, habitual in the near future. But I think there's a lot of really great takeaways from this year. Um, so, um, I agree. To, I hope so. How to balance them will be really, really, really important too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are coming to the end of our episode and I wanted to end with two things. I'm trying to get better about asking how people can find you. So if somebody wants to find you um, on, on the internet, how do they find you? Oh man, I'm, uh, I'm like, uh, I spend so little time on social that I guess the best way to find me would be through Instagram. Um, Alba mm-hmm. works it. And you know what? I've recently joined Clubhouse. Um, oh, yeah. I really like it. And I really like it uh, because it's a space where you can just sit in and listen, or you can be an active participant. Um, and the conversations that are being had on uh, Clubhouse, I'm really enjoying. So, uh, and then you can cross over to so many different industries. Like I was on a panel last night for um, for entrepreneurship and like, what, you know, do you have any, any advice to, um, to entrepreneurs of things that you learned in your, in your, um, on your way? And it's like, yeah, you know, so somebody called me onto the stage and we shared and I was like, I don't know a lot of you, but this is great. (laughs) So I really enjoy Clubhouse. Um, but I think again, Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me. Oh, amazing. Well, I'd love to end the episode with just this last question, which is if you have any advice uh, for anyone in the industry, but maybe particularly women, uh, since it is Women's History Month, uh, what little bit of advice would you like to leave us with? The, so there's a, you know, there's, there's a few things with, um, with Women's History Month that I think is amazing. Like, I love the spotlight that that women are getting. I love that, um, that everyone's being vocal. Um, I've seen some things where like people are, and I'm, I'm part of, I'm part, I'm, I'm partly guilty of this too, where I'm like, oh no, I don't, you know, let's, I don't know if I want to step into that spotlight or, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think, but I encourage everyone to do it more, you know, encourage women to just be more comfortable in that space, be more comfortable being outspoken, be more comfortable at, you know, especially in uh, social media. I'm very, very much that person off social media in my business when in my family with my friends, like I am very, uh, you know, strong-willed and I'm very, uh, you know, I always speak my mind. Um, but I don't really share that space too much in social media or, or these other channels because I don't really have a lot of time to do so. So I think that we, you know, as women, we need to take that space. We need to own that space more than we have in the past. Um, and be completely comfortable with it. Like, you know, when I said, who gives a shit, don't give a shit, like just Mm -hmm. take it, like just take it and take it and take it every time. Um, and again, I've, I've been one of those people that usually shies away from it. And usually it's like, cause I'm busier, I come up with an excuse or something, but, um, I, so I was really happy to do this podcast and to do our, um, our seminar because our, our uh, chat because I'm like, you know what? I don't spend enough time like doing these things. And I think it's valuable, hopefully for someone 
And it's definitely good for me too, because I can share ideas with other people and meet new people. And I loved it. Um, so I, maybe that's also advice that I need to give myself, you know? Yeah, I think that's the best kind of advice is advice that we both, you know, that you need to hear and that you want others to hear. Um, and I love it. I think that we should all step in the spotlight more and also champion people for doing so instead of, you know, what's happened in the past where people are always trying to beat people down. I think we're all about lifting people up now. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, Alba, thank you so much for spending this time with me. And um, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and uh, I hope I see you soon. I know. I hope to see you soon too. And likewise. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me, Alice. Bye. Take care, honey. Bye. To ensure that you don't miss an episode, please subscribe to the Focus on Health podcast on Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere else you get podcasts. Make sure to tune in every Monday for new episodes, and don't miss No Proof with Joshua Gandy every other Wednesday.